Hi, welcome to Highly Social. I'm your host, Mike Eaton. Today, we're joined by my good friend, Joe Bagley. What's up, buddy? Joe, welcome to the pod. And as always, the SAS master back here, it's Darian. Hello. Irwin. Darian Irwin. Good How are you today? Good. You were just asking Dan about his Sour Patch Kids drink, and you were drinking it, and then you asked if it was good for you? Well, <laughs> when you put it like that, yes, actually. Well, the can says no sugar. What does the can say? It says no, sorry, it says go Sour Patch Kids. I love that you could read. It's Sour Patch Kids in a can. This is the reason we have a health crisis in America, is well, because it just says no sugar, and you, zero sugar. you're just like, it's good. It's got to be fine. Hold on, zero sugar, zero fat, zero artificial colors, transparent label. I can see the label. Five calories. I mean, it's like, that's what they're saying, right? So I asked, is it bad for you? Well, the thing I think that's very funny about that is Dan is easily the healthiest person in this room. And and he's drinking. Dan is yoked, dude. Yeah. Someday I want to look like Dan. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm going to try it out. But, but the problem dude, is Wendy's makes a strawberry frosty. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I like that way more than yoked. Dude, here's the thing. Those fucking energy drinks that people drink, my buddy drinks this pre-workout. It's literally called Total War. It has 400 <laughs> milligrams of caffeine in it. It's five shots of, what is that, like 10 espressos or something ridiculous? Yeah. Have you had that one? No, so I've had stuff that's called like nuclear Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. I've had Stimlord, which had Pablo Escobar on the cover. That's cool. It's just like whatever's like some type of apocalypse or ho- like holocaust, mm-hmm. you throw that should, on the label. We should make like really aggressive pre-workouts and just call this like school shooter energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking, just pretend Dan drinks it. That's what we'll do. We'll use him as our promo guy. Me and yeah. you won't be involved at all. Dude, just, just the, be, but we'll be the ones drinking it. He'll be, he'll never have it. The promo video is just me doing lines of pre-workout. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to fuck lift. Why do they not have any sniffable? Do they have that? They have sniffable pre-workout? People sniff it. They'll snort it. They'll dry scoop it. Dry scooping is like a big thing in the uh, fitness community. What is, dry scooping? What is Say dry more. Scooping? This sounds gay. Uh, you just take <laughs> the pre-workout in the little kind of like, I don't know, the little scooper. Scoop it comes in, yeah. And then you just kind of, no water. Whoa. Why? What God is it? Damn. Is it quicker or more effective than, than no. doing it with water? It's to be a man. So people are just cooked. <laughs> it's to be an alpha. I, that's the same way I drink hot cocoa. <laughs> I've been dry scooping Swiss Miss for years. <laughs> yeah, dude. I dry scoop Oval Team, dude. <laughs> it's harder with the hot cocoa because they put those little marshmallows in it. Sometimes you're like, oh, oh, you know? <laughs> but you got to power through and be a man. You got to be a man about it, dude. I've yeah. been doing lines of ramen noodle seasoning, dude. <laughs> Closer to me? Come on, Mike. Uh, yeah, see, I, I got the arm is gotta finagle our way in. It's hard, dude. Podcasting's hard. People don't talk about that enough. No, they're like you could just be funny with your friends. No, man, you got to sit close to a microphone. You have a setup here. Yeah, this is nice, isn't it? This is insane. You know what was a really cool setup was the last time you and I tried to do a podcasting. It's unbelievable. You were you were going through one of the worst days of your life. Yeah, and you came in and you sat down and you told this story about getting arrested for weed. Yeah. And, dude, 30 minute story. Mm-hmm. You hit every fucking detail of everything that happened. You were crushing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I was laughing my ass off, and we get to it, and one of the cameras is out. <laughs> yeah. And so there's only shots of you, some shots of me. I'm like, okay, no big deal. Um, <gasps> we're going to have to figure it out anyway. I go, we'll release this one as audio only. I fucking download the audio, and the mics are all fucked up. Like they don't sound right. Everything's bad. That's so cool. And that dude, that episode, we were we were at that studio for three hours. Yeah, because we would get frustrated. After that, we're just like, we'll talk about something else. We picked it up because it. I don't know if you tell a story twice in a row back it to back. It sucks the second time. It, it always does, and you lose like the flair to it. Like you were actually excited about it. You could tell this was like one of the first times you've talked about it top to bottom. Yeah, or at least in a while, dude. Well, that was like right after everything had concluded, and I was for sure no longer going to have a felony. Well, you were in. You were in your. Um, you were in your court case uniform. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. you had you had showed that. up with the outfit that you wore to court. Yeah. Uniform like, is a funny way to. Say yeah, it. <laughs> I was in my court case uniform. <laughs> uniform, which no, is was, funny. Mike is like true white trash. He was wearing a polo to dude, his court. Fuck case. you, white trash. So I went to court. My my weed court was in Hayes County, 
San Marcos. So the first three times that I showed up, mm-hmm. I wore a suit jacket and a dress shirt and slacks. Mm-hmm. And I wore that, and it was fine. And then the last time, that were, so all of those times, though, there would be people there. So I have a, it was a felony, possession of a controlled substance. Mm-hmm. So the court that I'm in, everyone else there is facing, like, something pretty life-changing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, like, like sexual assault cases mm-hmm. and, like, uh, aggravated domestic violence and shit. Like, there's a lot of very serious stuff being called on the docket. And there were no less than five people each time wearing basketball shorts. Crazy. Like there were people dressed like I am today for a podcast to go and figure out their fate. What do you think it is? Is it just like I'm too cool for this or is it like I don't own anything like that or is it just I'm truly a fucking idiot and I, I, I don't ignorance, care. Dude. I think like, like most people don't put any stock into dressing nicer. Yeah. They don't think like if I dress nice, I will be more presentable. They think like that's what fucking losers and fake and posers do. Like I'm not, I'm just gonna be me. I'm me, you know, dog. I'm me. I'm me. And I showed up wearing you know a t-shirt with Taz and Bugs Bunny wearing backwards hats on it with my fucking boo <laughs> <Lulu> shorts <laughs> hanging down and my really nice Jordans. And that also was primarily white guys. I, really, like, that is what like I th- th- not in a race way. It was just like the white guys there were dressed like black guys from the nineties mm. and it was like at court. Well, the public defender has got to be like, dude, you need to wear slacks and a button down dude. like at bare minimum, or at least like if, if, if we're deciding a life sentence, I shouldn't be able to see your fucking knees. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent there. However, you say that and you think like, Oh, well like a, at least their attorney would tell him there was an attorney. Uh, and I don't remember his name, but he has huge mustache and goatee. That's like mm. very unkempt, but shaved in so it's clean on the sides but huge down here and then he's got a weird fucking mullet with like gray streaks in it yeah and he wears glasses and like an oversized jacket and he like jokes around and fucks around the whole time and is like we're gonna get this thing started Mm. (laughs) like he's an attorney like he's over in like the attorney section like his phone ringer is going off and it's like a duck call like, oh my god like, what is happening right now <laughs> that guy is who you have. i can't imagine if i was like sitting there finding out my fate and that guy is my lawyer <laughs> holy shit have you ever been in any legal trouble yeah i got in trouble in high school um <laughs> well your dad knew the judge yeah it well dude i mean the thing is and i i think you and i were talking about this like just shit getting deferred um yeah. like you think that your case is going to be on a day, right? I'm good. Thank you. It's just CBD. <laughs> I'm good on CBD. I can't okay. be, I can't be relaxing that much right now. Dude. <laughs> okay. But the thing is, I mean, they, I was going to school in Boston at the time. And so I would have to come back and do this and they would bump it. Uh, we, they would bump it by, a week every time they just be like, Oh, the judge doesn't have something. So-and-so can't make it. Boom, boom, boom. You're pushed back. And it's like, every time you're like paying the attorney to show up, you're, you're paying the court fees. And it's just like, dude, can we just do it on the day? And you said you had to go through it during fucking COVID, Yeah, which is crazy. It was wild. They kept rescheduling it. There were a couple of times where I like got a hotel in San Marcos so that I could like go stay down there the night before and be up at Mm -hmm. 8am for court. And I would get there and then I, <laughs> it would be seven thirty, and I'd be like, just putting my, you know, last touches on my outfit about to walk out of the hotel and I get a call like, Hey, they rescheduled it. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I just, what? You just reschedule it. Yeah. But it's like, you know, dude, the justice system is so fucked up in America. Like it just, yeah, 100%. it just is. And like it, dude, the craziest thing in the world is that I'm dealing with this fucking nightmare of a felony charge for weed in Texas. And then this fucking dumb basketball bitch goes, and gets arrested <laughs> in Russia for yeah. essentially the same fucking thing. Yeah. And it now suddenly everyone's like free Brittany. We got to trade the merchant of death to get her back. Yeah. It's like, what about Mike? <laughs> what about Mike? I do comedy. I don't even play women's basketball. I'm not doing anything that hurts people. You yeah. A hundred percent. My skills. Valuable. Women's basketball really hurts people. Dude. It does dude. <laughs> it does. It makes women think it's a good idea to grow up to play basketball. <laughs> That's that's you're poisoning these young girls' minds. They need to be in STEM. <laughs> they, we need to get women being doctors and lawyers and engineers, not trying to do layups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fifty to forty-eight. What a nail biter! No, <laughs> go make birth control that doesn't give you bitches cancer. Yeah. Like, 
I disagree. Uh, maybe not engineers. <laughs> <laughs> it was really such a shot in the dark to figure out what I said that you disagreed with. <laughs> so guys put a lot out there. <laughs> I don't Dude, know. I mean, all in with all the court case and everything, how much money did it cost you to not have a felony? Uh by the end of it, when I've paid all of my fees and all my probation and everything, it'll be like fifteen grand. It's insane. Yeah, it's a ridiculous For sum a of money. Sixty dollar fucking gram of dabs. Do you think? Do you think if you had like a felony, and then like let's say you had a felony, and then like on your way to the court, you went, you got hit by it in the head with a a, a bat, and you uh-huh. went into a coma. Uh huh. And then you're in a coma. <laughs> Whoa, this is a you're crazy in a coma scenario. for like nine years. Uh huh. Do they just keep postponing your case? Well, it depends on the statute of limitations. Right, but if you go over the statute of limitations in a coma, mm-hmm. are you if you've already been charged, I don't think the statute of limitations. No, but applies, you're charged. Right? You just haven't been tried yet. Yeah, exactly. So if you're charged and you haven't been tried yet, I think you're still on the hook, no matter what. Like you got to come, dude. How shitty would that be? Is you come out of your coma and then they're like guilty? Exactly. <laughs> and you're just like, I was just in jail, kind of. Yeah, forever. Yeah, I was in brain jail. It felt like ten thousand years. I wonder if it does. Have you ever been unconscious? He's like on accidentally. I, I, I don't know. Look at this guy. He's unconscious now. <laughs> <laughs> my, man, have you ever been conscious? <laughs> I've been you thinking about going it. Online at some I point? took an alpha brain yesterday. Yeah. It felt real good, dude. You know, I liked when, it. When Joe was extremely conscious, when he was the only person for a long time to have defeated me in roast battle. Yeah, you're my. I'm your one. You beat well, Mike. Yeah, that I'm Mike. I'm Mike. This guy is, have you seen this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's a great comic. One thing you're not is a roaster, dude. This is the fucking truth about the roast battle thing. Okay, because I, I was thinking about this the other day. Here we go. I think as a roast battler, I'm genuinely the most unlikable, like unlikable roast battle contestant possible. Yeah. And then I come up and I'm fucking mean. Yeah. Like I write the meanest shit that I can write and the crowd hates it. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like the one thing that I've sent the roast battle channel, the one clip that I've sent them is the most viewed thing they've ever posted on Instagram. One joke. So it's like, clearly there's something there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like I'm writing dog shit jokes and bombing every time. Every time we do the roast battle, it's the you battle have- of the night. And so, then I lose every, every single time. So you and Heather Keith are the only people to beat me, but Heather and you had the roast. And I think that's probably the video you're talking mm-hmm. about, but you wrote the single best roast joke that I could have I ever been written ask, about. What, her. Were you, what was yeah. your best joke on that for Mike? So the joke was, uh, Heather's half Mexican and she was in an abusive relationship for years. And during that time she identified as a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking incredible. <laughs> and I opened on that and the place was like, Oh fuck! And then the crowd just started turning on me because I I did back to back jokes about her being fat, and then like yeah. these women in the front row just started fucking chanting at me, and I was like, lean into the word fat there. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, it's so crazy that it, like there, I was listening to someone talk about this, and I and I wish I could remember who, but they were telling me you can't say fat when you describe a woman on stage mm-hmm. because all women have like a self conscious thing and think they're fat. Mm-hmm. So when you say fat. Even if they're not fat, they're like, he's talking about me. Mm. So anything that you say derogatory about a fat chick, they identify with that word so much because it's a fear and like a thing that they're self-conscious about that Mm. you just can't use that. You have to like go like hugely rotund. Like you have to get very (laughs) physical in your description if you're describing a large woman so that the women in the crowd that have body issues can dissociate from that. Women are gay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what a, what a, I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah, that's my favorite part. That's good, good so interjection. Good. That's good. Women are. I agree. <laughs> God, it's so annoying. Oh man. Uh, uh, what was your best roast for Mike? I don't remember. You had one where you. Uh, I made a simple a plan reference. Yeah. You sang yeah. a simple plan song, and the whole crowd sang along with you. And I was like, I might have just lost. Yeah, that was the that did well. I think. It was fun because, like, you're just another white dude that I can trash. You know what yeah. I mean? So that kind of worked. That's what it is. That's, yeah. Mike is the only other guy that that you guys look like you should be roasting each other. Mm. 
We look like we're fighting for our dad's company. Right. <laughs> like, and then there's another one where it was like the Aaron Sorosi night. I was like, I'm going to blowtorch this kid and, and I lost. Eggs, for what? sure. I'm Chet and you're Colin. Dude. Did you beat Aaron? <laughs> no, I lost. Oh, my God. That's crazy. You lost to Aaron. I think that's his only victory. It is. That's wild. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what's interesting, too? So we did those roast jokes against each other, and then we went up to Oklahoma. And then you won. Yeah. But, dude, that drive up to Oklahoma. Insane. That was so much fun. I don't know if I would call it fun. It was six hours in the car with you and Adam Lucky. It, it, was, it was seven hours in the car. I was in the back of the Prius with not much room. But we got to stop at Babes. How good was Babes? Babes was there? unbelievable, but that was one of the dumbest decisions was to have a milkshake and a plate of chicken tenders. And then I was literally already drunk. And then I had a milkshake, a hamburger, French fries, chicken tenders, and then got in the car for six hours with these two. And was just like, I feel like I'm going to die. Dude, so on the way it was brutal. to Oklahoma, we stopped in Burleson, home of Kelly Clarkson, famously mm. Katy Perry plus gravy. <laughs> but we, Jesus, we my. <laughs> hey, bro, she big. Yeah, she, she, yeah. She's yeah. so thick, I didn't recognize her the last time I saw her on TV. I was like, yeah. who's this supposed to? Whoa! <laughs> since you've been gone, <laughs> you've been eating, girl. So, oh, my uh, God. So we stop in Burleson at Babe's Chicken Dinner House where you can pick, you pick either chicken fried steak, fried chicken, meatloaf, or catfish. And then it comes with unlimited potatoes, corn, green beans, gravy, rolls. That was unbelievable. Salad. I was starving and a little this, hungover. Called? It's called Babes. Is it barbecue? No. Oh. It's the things I just said. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's literally just wow. the things I just listed. But so we, the three of us stop there and eat. And we eat this very heavy, carb, starchy meal. Right. <laughs> we drive up to Oklahoma. We roast. We have a few drinks. And then we stopped at Brahms, which I've talked about on here. I talked about it with John. But... We stopped and he got chicken tenders and a milkshake, <laughs> burgers. It's fucking great. But yeah, that was a that was a lot of driving in one. Day. Yeah, it was twelve hours in the car with you two in one day, and it's just like by the end of it, I was like, I literally just I want to lay down, dude. Yeah. Because the thing is, and I went into it. I went into it with a world class hangover. Like I got dinged up the night before. That was the first time I'd ever hung out with Rebecca from the creek. Yeah. And holy shit, dude! Like we sat down in the back and. I didn't, I don't know, the place closed mm -hmm. for the night, and then we, the two of us, kept drinking. Yeah. And we were drinking, and she doesn't like, this was in a phase where she was just doing tequila shots. Mm -hmm. We did a shitload of tequila shots. I, like, literally borderline blacked out, stumbled back to my place, got back at, like, 4, 4.30, and then got up at 10 to go drive to Oklahoma with you guys. Yeah. And was like, fuck, man. Like, I... Dude, when you're like already ready to puke and then you get thrown in the back of Mike's red Prius with like this much room in the back, dude, it's just brutal. There's nothing yeah. worse. There's nothing worse. <laughs> I mean, I could, I mean, it's brutal, dude. I mean, yeah. I think what would be worse being you in the back of that red Prius. I yeah, mean, that would right, not work yeah. out very well. Anything would be worse being me. So <laughs> that's, that's, so that's very positive. Thank you, Darian. Oh, man. <laughs> dude, I was sitting behind Darian. Oh, I was in front of Darian oh, at the Rose. So hard. You had to get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Life's, that's what we should call our pre-workout getting yeah. in a car yeah. that's the scariest yeah. thing you can imagine <laughs> <laughs> what kind of car do you drive i drive a hyundai mm. hyundai dude uh it's the most interesting sweet question dude <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so last time you were on you were on giggle boys and you had just Finished up a 28 days of sobriety. Yes. Uh, and then you had your first drink with us. And now you're, you said you were just finishing a bender. I'm celebrating 28 days nonstop of drinking right Hell now. Hell yeah. It's pretty good. Last How'd night, dude, I mean, it's crazy. People say you shouldn't take the month off. Uh -huh. You should learn to pace yourself or quit altogether. And I kind of see why, because like, as soon as you get back into it, you're just, I don't know. You mm -hmm. get back into it quickly. There were some realizations that I had. Right off the bat, though. Do you have a drinking problem? Yeah, dude. Okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, Do yeah. you? Probably. Yeah. I mean... It depends on the day. Some days it's not a problem. Bill Burr talked about this on one of his podcasts, where he's, or it might have been somebody else, but they were just like, the hardest 
the people that end up not quitting drinking are the ones with like very mild drinking problems, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like I, I like black out and then drive home. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I just like have too many drinks sometimes during the week. On Friday and Saturday, I'll get too fucked up. Well, it's hard, then, dude. If you have like a fun show mm-hmm. and you get free drinks, this town likes to get fucked up too. Dude, Austin gets shrecked. Yeah. It's unreal. Like, the, dude, the first nights I was here, like, the comics were doing fucking coke. Everyone was just doing coke. Like, and, and I was coming off the San Francisco scene where, like, it was very much like business, right? Like, people mm-hmm. would go to these shows and they would treat it like a transaction. They were like, I'm here to work and then I'm leaving. And there were only a few people that would, like, want to drink. And here, losers. Dude, here people just go to shows and, like, it, get annihilated in the green room together. Like, yeah. we're, we're doing shots. We're fucking hanging out. There are some business-only motherfuckers, too. There are a few. Yeah. And there's a, a few people that, like, went so hard they had to stop altogether. Like Casey Rocket? Some sober, yeah, like, we've Dude. got some sobers. <laughs> but, like, uh, I, I mean, it, it is... Dude, I think there's like really nothing more fun. My favorite is Sunday nights at mm-hmm. the Creek Banana Phone, the Heckle Mike. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's really just no greater sense of camaraderie than sitting around with your fellow comics and just bullying open micers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you all just drink too much and then you Uber home. And it's like, man, what a fun night we just had. We spent <laughs> two and a half hours just yelling every mean thing we could think of. It was fun as hell. Dude, just tearing down their self-esteem. And it's cool because you can see the ones that don't have what it takes and it really hurts them. Yeah. And they get mad. And they're like, fuck you. And then you see the cool ones that are like, that's awesome. That was so mean that you said. Dude, well, one of the guys afterwards, I pulled him aside because this newer guy, like, it's this kid, Seth Welker. Okay. And he fucking got up there, stayed in the pocket with the road strokes, had some comebacks, but, like, everybody on the panel was, like, giving him hell. Mm-hmm. And, dude, he was, like, for banana phone. He fucking crushed. Like, he held in the pocket. People were giving him shit. And mm-hmm. he was, like, actually coming up with stuff on the fly. Nice. And I was like, dude. Just don't let him, don't let him get to it, to you. Yeah. Like you just fucking, you ripped that shit. Like, yeah. good job, dude. And, uh, you give credit where credit's due. You, you totally got to, but it's like, I don't know, being an open micer here, it kind of reminds me of Boston. It's like there, this is a tough place to have no experience in stand up because you're just doing mics and they're hard, they're hard, hard mics. You're not getting any real exposure or any crowd that like is going to give you your due. Well, dude, there's so many well-run shows in this town. That if you're an audience member, you have to like either seek out an open mic, mm-hmm. which the people that do that are like the wannabe comics. There's yep. people that are like, I will do this in the future or, or when I have time or mm-hmm. I wish I could do this. They go. Or people that get ambushed. Yeah. Like I was at a bar drinking with my friends and then an open mic started. I'll stay. Yeah. But if you're someone that's like, I want to go see comedy. It used to be in Austin, you'd be like, oh, you know, I'll go to the fucking Cap City open mic on Sunday because it's a club and you know, I'll go see the new upcoming talent. Yeah. But now it's like. Any day of the week, there's a banger of a fucking show. Any day. And, you know, 10, 20 bucks. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, dude, the lineup I'm putting on on Thursday is like, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. It's Amy, Shank- Amy Shanker, Ariel Isaac Norman, Derek Poston, and uh, fucking uh, Spencer Cavins. Great. That's it. Cutting it right there. Perfect. Yeah. There's not enough shows with uh, like that few people on it. Yeah. All the shows here seem to have 26 comics. I like to have like four or five. That's it. Give everybody 15 minutes. Let everybody throw it down. It's way yeah. more fun. Throw some good sets out. Get, get some fucking stretch going. Yeah, warm it up a little bit. But feels good. does feel fucking good, dude. I don't know. Last night, I tried to stretch on the late. I fucking bombed my late show set last night. Yeah? Yeah, dude. I, was, I had a Tinder date in the audience. Nice. This was a dumb move. So this girl yeah. and me... We, we just matched. I was into it right off the bat. Uh-huh. And I was just like, look, we should meet up. But here's the thing. I've got, my parents are coming into town next weekend. I'm doing shows every night this weekend. Maybe we can link up after. And she's like, I'm just going to come to one. And I was like, I think that's a bad idea. She's Sick. like, I'm just going to come anyway. I'm going to figure out where it is. Dope. And so, dude, that's she cool. showed up with her friend. But she's like, like, I don't believe in boundaries right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, but dude, f- five minutes of online dating material when you've got a Tinder date in the audience is yeah. like one of the weirdest things. Yeah, it, that it was not a great choice. So uncomfortable. Hey, why'd you do that? I don't know. That's I'm working out some shit for that fucking hour I'm doing. So I just wanted to see how it would go. So you're just doing Tinder jokes right that, to a Tinder date. That's great. Yeah, and she uh, she liked it. I mean, it worked. It worked out. But um, that's wild. Yeah. 
you think that you have the same problem as hot chicks in comedy where you don't know if you're actually funny? Sometimes. I think I have, that's, first of all, fuck you. Um, but <laughs> no, no, but it's like you're a good looking dude mm-hmm. and you have like a very, uh, like, I don't need to prove anything to you, stage presence. So here's the thing, like so down here, women that are like, this is the that. only place I've ever done stand up where I'll get heckled by women on stage. Yeah. Like women will be like, I like your hair. And you're like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. You're getting sexually harassed <laughs> yeah. by women on stage. Dude, what a wild problem to have. It was insane. Like I did, um, like Lucas wow, McCrary's show. So There's hard. a bunch of like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, that sounds as good as getting it, in the backseat. Darian is just growing to hate me more and more through every minute of this interview. It's the best. It's every time I hang out with Darian, he likes me a little bit less. He's just like, I fucking hate this guy, dude. No, 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 dude. Yeah. It, but I, it just seems hard. <laughs> You're getting heckled over your looks, dude. That's just rough. Yeah, but it's just like, I would I like get to talk. I for my looks, too. Yeah. Mm. Totally different vibe. What do they say about you when you're on stage? Huh? What do they say to you when I you're like on stage? Your hair, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I relate to this problem. <laughs> so, so that how frequently would you say that happens in ten shows? It's like one, one in ten, one or two, but like it's the big ones at yeah. like Vulcan or something where there's like yeah. 400 people. People, Perfect. I get interrupted by a woman every time. <laughs> I love that. It's crazy, dude. It happened on my Kill Tony set. <laughs> I got. He- Dude, I got heckled so cool. during a minute set. I got heckled <clears throat> in the middle of the set where one yeah. girl was like, I like your hair. And I'm like, dude. Is it always the hair? It's the fucking hair. It's well, the then ha- cut it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and no, no, I like it. I like having it. It's 80% of your personality. It is. <laughs> you can't cut it. Would- You're like Samson. All your strengths in your hair. Dude, I was thinking for one of the roast battles, I think I might, like, if I'm ever going to get a cut, like, ever shave it, I think right before one of the roast battles, I'm going to shave my head and wax oh, it. Oh, just to sandbag your opponent? <laughs> yeah, dude. And then they're like, oh, no, Joe has cancer. <laughs> That's what my first thought would be. If I saw you tomorrow and you had a shaved head, I'd be like, oh, buddy. Yeah. How long? Be tough. How long do you have left, you know? Be a tough go. Do you, do you ever accidentally have things slip out of your mouth and you're like, I didn't mean to say that mm, all the time. I was talking to my friend and her dad is going through some pretty serious stuff. He has brain cancer. Oh my God. And so it's, it's terminal and you know, she's very sad, but <clears throat> she was talking about driving on toll roads in her car and then just never paying it. And her dad's yelling at her and he's like, you know that those go on my credit when you don't pay your tolls. And I just accidentally said, well, there's no credit in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, ah, oops. Did she like it? Oops. She laughed, thankfully. Oh, good. She's a friend that's dating a comic, so it was like, you know, at least it was okay. But it's yeah. just like, ah, oops, my bad, dude. I mean, dude, I, I was like, uh, before the roast battle, um, somebody's like, well, what do you joke about? Mm-hmm. And, uh, dude, uh, this guy lives in my apartment building. He's full, like, pronouns in the bio type dude so i figured him as like a very easily offended guy and i was like well he told me his dad killed himself so i got three jokes right off that and he goes oh my dad killed himself and i just go here we go nice i'm about to get reamed out and he's like i'm you know what he goes he comes and sits right down next to me at the bar and like puts his hand on me he goes you know i'm so glad that like people are willing to make jokes about that because he goes i joke about my dad's suicide all the time and people get so uncomfortable and i'm like i clearly like pegged this guy completely wrong yeah like i thought he He should have been pegging you yeah (laughs) (laughs) how often have you been called gay Uh, most days most days yeah most days do most people think you're gay yeah my ex-girlfriend thought you were trans which was really funny damn (laughs) i see it she did you know what's really funny that's why she was really nice to you when we first started hanging out because she was she was woke and she was trying the retarded one from boston yeah. The one that talked about taking lacrosse players' pictures and putting them on her nails and then using that as like a bounty to go fuck those guys. That one? <laughs> Did she do that? That was the first story she ever told me. We were at Latchkey, and you two were together, and she was hammered. She has that fucking trash gutter accent from up there. She didn't have an accent, Mike. Did you ever meet her? No. Yes, you did. It was yes, I, yes, I yeah. did. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she fucking did. I thought dude. she was your sister for a while. <laughs> Yo, you know, you know how I know that Darian met her because one time Darian said, "Why Joe Bailey look like Joe Bailey girlfriend?" Yeah, Joe Bailey look like Joe girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> but that so that girl thought I was trans. 
Yeah, at the beginning. Wild. Unbelievable. It was so funny. I was, How come I don't get booked like that? How come no one like, I was, you like, should start that trans, trans comedian. That's, that's why she was so trans. fucking nice to you and I was crying laughing. I'm like, I'm I'm like, I'm gonna so I'm like, I'm gonna tell him. And she's like, You can never tell him. And then I just remembered it now. On a podcast, like, baby. What a time. Let's go. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> No, there's actually. Uh, She's a great trans, person, by the way. No hard feelings. To a female, you would look so trans. You would look trans, but you wouldn't be able to tell which direction. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. <laughs> that's, that's so kind. I don't know where we started here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, wow. you can tell where you started. Uh, you know what man, I mean? what a fun podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. Oh. Yeah, dude. <laughs> No, I get it. I get it for sure. Uh, um, there's a comedian on the Don't Tell Comedy TikTok, mm-hmm. and I can't remember her name, uh, but she's trans, and she has a bunch of tattoos on her arms, and she wears her hat and her hair and looks pretty close to me. Like mm-hmm. If you're drunk, you would pretty easily mistake us. And I think something about uh, transitioning and the hormones has made it so that her voice is higher pitched. So it sounds like you. It sounds just like me. And it's like fucking, it's like 10 different people sent it to me. And they're like, oh, congrats on transitioning. It's like, son of a bitch. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, there was, uh, I just found out that, like, I was so glad she's still doing comedy. There's a comedian from Austin named Karina Magyar. And she was super fucking funny. And I remember her from before the pandemic. And then she wasn't here uh, when I came back to Austin. But she's in, uh, Chicago now, I believe. Mm. She was fucking hilarious. And it, it's so funny to me how many uh, like trans female comedians there are that are like absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And then there are ones that are just like dog shit and they're like, I'm not getting booked because I'm trans. It's like, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah. Like, you're just not funny. You know? Like, the- you, you, go, you all motherfuckers get work, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh. perhaps the most booked in Austin, Texas. I don't know. Like, it, you know, it's, I talk to female comedians about this sometimes because I think it's an interesting, uh, like, mm-hmm. and I talk to bookers about it too. Guy comedians will respond much quicker and will much rare, more rarely cancel a spot. 100%. Than female comedians. Oh, yeah. Like, on all of the shows that I booked, and when, like, Sunset was letting me book the local show, I would pick who I wanted, and then I would send a DM on Instagram and a message on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then I would wait. And all of the dudes replied within, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. They were like, oh, fuck yeah, I'd love to do the show. That sounds amazing. Uh, and like two of the women that I reached out to were like, oh, I'll have to let you know sooner. You know, I've got some other stuff going on. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And I get it. Like, and it's, that's a small sample size for me, but it's also something that I've heard from other people. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, you agreed pretty quickly. Yeah. I've, uh, the next show that I'm doing is pretty female heavy because I had two fucking murderers that were available, which is great. Two of my favorite comics in Austin. But mm-hmm. one of them, it was like, dude, I mean, female comics that I'm like good friends with, just like no reply. You're just like, okay, dude, like fucking you guys are working that much. Mm-hmm. I'm getting nothing. I'm not but getting a call back. Yeah. Some of them are working that much because that's another thing too. Like when you book a show and like you have to have a mind of like, all right, I'm going to try not to book six white dudes. Yeah. Like if I'm booking six people, I'm going to try and not book just six white dudes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to think of the six funniest people I can think of and then make sure that there's like some kind of diversity on the lineup. Yeah. Not just because like that's important on stage, but also because of the audience. Yeah. There's going to be a whole bunch of different people represented there. So they need to have someone that they think is funny on stage. Yeah. So you need all the different people. So when you're like, okay, I need a very funny woman. And then you, you're like, okay, who are the funniest women? You reach out to them and it's like, I got to show that day. I got to show that day. I got to show that day. Cause everyone else yeah. is like, I gotta book a funny woman. What do you do? So like, there's there's not as many women doing comedy. No, I think this is part of it. Yeah, I mean, dude, I and literally thank God, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I think my second show that I did at Cloakroom, I literally, I think I hit up like five or six female comics and got five or six no's. Where they're just like, it because Thursday's already a busy night of the week too. Yeah, where there's so much shit going on. There's secret show going on, but yeah, just no, 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 no. But then everyone was like. I could do the, everyone could do the eighth for some reason. So we're, we're heavy. It's going to be good. Dude, I had, uh, like a, a bunch, like like a a monthly show hit me up and they were like, Hey, can you do this date? And I was like, no, I'm booked for that. And they're like, what about this one? No, it's like five months out where like every of the like third Thursday or whatever, I was Mm. booked. Mm. It's like, fuck man, I got, it's, it feels good to have stuff booked far out. Yeah. But it's also, um, 
as I'm getting booked more, I'm having to say no to spots. Lucky you, dude. And I fucking hate it, dude. I hate when it's like, hey, can you do the show? And it's like, oh, I'm going to be at this place. And it's like, that feels cool, but it's I hate having to say no. That makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, how's it going for you, dude? I'm just flabbergasted by the problems that you guys are facing. <laughs> 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 well, you got something awesome coming up. You're going to be... Uh, Hosting for Ryan Sickler. Yeah, this week gonna be fun. fucking congrats. We buddy. got uh, Austin out loud tonight. Is the last uh, the last. Austin this comes out, out tomorrow. At, fuck you, whatever, dude. So it's a, yeah, I know. T- yeah, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're hosting for Sickler. Don't come anymore. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he's a beast. Where where's that? The creek. Uh, Vulcan. Nice, dude. That's what's up. That'll he's be badass. He's at like six shows. Hell yeah, dude. That's so dope. I yeah. love comedy so much. It'll be a good time. Dude, uh, <laughs> so you were one of the people I talked to about it, so I released my special. Yep. So Let's talk about this, the edit thing, because I think that's fucking hilarious. Edit gate. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, you know, one of the things that I do love about having a podcast is that when something happens in my life, I can just tell the story on here, mm-hmm. and then I don't have to repeat it 800 million times. I can just send a clip to people like, here's the answer. Yeah. <clears throat> so one thing I want to say first off is that, like, I don't want to shit on anybody. Yeah. Uh, I don't want this shit to Shit on them. Shit on them. I don't want to want this to come off negatively. Uh, on anyone and especially not uh, on the sunset guys. Cause they have been nothing but helpful and kind. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these guys are producing shows, booking awesome comics, paying us well. And then out of literally the kindness of their hearts booked the, you know, me, Adam and Heather to have specials to film paid us to do the sets and then gave us the whole rights to the video and everything. Like, and it was just to have their logo and their name on it. Yeah. Like that's so incredible. And that's such a huge investment in developing comedians. And like, I'm so beyond grateful. for. Yeah. And dude, the way they pay for spots around here too, like, dude, they, in terms of like what they'll give you for a five minute set is better than any five minute set I've ever been paid for outside of like a corporate gig or something. Like they truly are investing into the comedians. Yeah. And a lot of people talk a big game about doing that and they do it in other ways. And like, there's a lot of that in Austin. And I think that's why the scene is becoming so fucking strong is that, you know, the people like sunset and the people like the Creek and big laugh and Vulcan are all really working on fostering and developing up and coming talent. So, you know, I'm really excited about the special and it's the first thing that I've ever put out like that. Like I've never made an album. This is, you know, it a year ago, the thought of doing 30 minutes yeah. would give me tremendous anxiety. Really? So the fact that I'm putting out 27 is like, what? That's crazy. And it was good and polished enough. And I put in a lot of work leading up to it, doing a bunch of sets and practicing and working on it. And then that night it went spectacularly. Yeah. It was just the night of the recording was one of the best nights of my life. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best sets I've ever had. So I knew that when this came out, people were going to get to see like that side of me. So I'm fucking pumped. I wanted to put it out pretty quick. Took a while. Uh, the first, you know, few edits came back. I, you know, I gave some feedback and then what I got was the final cut. And at this point I've watched through the special like a hundred times. So like just hearing it was driving me fucking bonkers yeah so i was like all right this is the final and i assumed it had been reviewed by a bunch of people that's by the way that is just editing those tiktok clips that i put out especially when you're going back to subtitle and stuff Oof. the process of hearing you do a joke same bit over and over again it is just devastating like it makes you not only does it make you uncomfortable it makes you hate that bit forever so like, much like you're if i i go like if i hear me do this joke again First time you hear it, you're like, oh, that's okay. And then the, by the third time, you're like, there's nothing funny about this. Why am I like, why am I even doing this? Why, why are these idiots laughing? Yeah. These fucking stupid morons. Yeah. That's funny. And yeah, like I get that. So I want to invent a filter that changes your voice into an accent. That when you're editing, you just hear you different and it doesn't bother you as much. Anyway, so I get Yeah, the- but then your special might only be funny in Australian. <laughs> Fine by me, mate. Fine by me, mate. <laughs> that sounds like a jolly good time. Okay. So kangaroos. Uh, the Vegemite's so gross. 
Um, <laughs> oh, what is it? What is it like? I've never had it. It minerally. It's it's, it's just vegetable well, spread, it? right? It's vegetable spread. It looks like. Do you know what it is? I don't remember what was in oh, it. Oh, that's my. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, well, he's figuring out. So I get the final cut, <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, let's just post it." So I upload it, I post it, and then I go to watch the final cut when it, when it premieres on YouTube with everybody. And so it's 7 p.m. on a Monday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I just released an episode of this in the morning. So, like, you know, I got some good pop going. I've shared it everywhere. I got, you know, 30 people watching or something like that yeah. with me. So it was cool. I was like, man, this is a great, fun time. And I'm watching it. And the whole time I'm like, what the? No, fuck. Uh, and just so many little things that I was like. Really? Uh, the crowd shots were one thing that bothered me a mm-hmm. lot. So every now and then it would cut from me to someone in the crowd laughing. But frequently it wouldn't be a big laugh. It would be on like a, you know, a tag in the middle of a story where you didn't need to cut away. It was just a setup piece. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be a big laugh. It was just supposed to be like a ha ha. That's clever. And it would cut away to someone going. And I was like, that's what they were supposed to do. But it's just so weird to take the attention away from me telling the story and being yeah. big and animated to cut away to someone that's like, Hmm. Yes. You know? And then there was, you know, the same group of people that they cut to. And part of that is just a lack of footage. I, you know, I only did one shot at it i only did one set yeah that is really tough too we had three cameras on me and then one camera on crowd shots with a guy alternating where he was pointing Dude, the, the crowd when i did the the elbow room taping which is where all those clips came from that uh-huh. I, I posted a few years ago i did one as well and one of the frustrating things is like if you slip in one setup like that joke in terms of like using it and posting it anywhere it's just gone like you just Dude, can't use it i fumbled words mm-hmm. in the middle of one punchline and it's just like there's no way to fix it i just the, the talking's hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like that's in the middle of it but like that at least it's authentic mm-hmm. you know i didn't cut it i didn't want to try and cut it out i just leave it i just i fumbled you know it happens yeah. but you know i'm okay with mistakes like that because that happened that night and that was okay and everything was fine but what i didn't like is that it, because it was so frequently the cuts to the same group of people, mm-hmm. it gave the illusion there were only like 25 people there. Really? And there were no uh, cuts to the big wide shots of the crowd where you could see 180 people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was out and it was getting some traction and all my friends are sharing it and everyone's being so nice and everyone's sharing it. It was just like, I got to pull this immediately. I should have said something sooner. Fuck. And it just kept welling in my gut and I reached out to a bunch of different people mm-hmm. and asked opinions from a bunch of different people. Uh, and the advice that, that ended up being what rang true to me was like, it doesn't matter how many people see this. It matters what people think when they see this. And this is going to be out for perpetuity. I'm not going to take it down anytime in the future now that it's the version I like. Yeah. So like, why would I want something that I feel less than stellar about out there representing True. me? So we re-edited and it took a few days and then I ended up not getting it until Friday late and it went out at 7.30 p.m. on Friday. So it was like a five-day turnaround. And in the first, like, 36 hours of the first one, I had 1,000 views and now it's at, like, 400 views. So it's not doing as well, but it is dramatically better. It's so much better. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's tough because what happens is, like, when people see it for the first time and they click on it, it's like that click through rate means that it's going to show to more people at the end. But dude, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out. I mean, I'm not worried about it because the, in the long run, that shit won't matter. It's just the initial takeoff velocity is going to be a little different, especially once your fucking, uh, shorts start taking off. You'll be fine. The shorts are starting to work. And I think also the other thing is like this, this is a pretty fun podcast. Like, yeah. Um, I've been doing a shitty job of clipping on it and putting clips out there for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just my bad, but, uh, like, you know, once this gets a little more traction too, you know, it'll be directing people to the special. And also the thing that is kind of neat is now that's my credit for intro. That's always what I say for an intro Mm -hmm. is hosted for for Louis CK. Mm -hmm. He's got a new special on YouTube. How and was that? Do you want to? Is have I you talked about it on the last one? Okay, hell it was yeah. really cool. It was hell yeah. It was, it was life changing. It was very fun. It's un- uh, unbelievable, dude. Yeah. I'm so stoked for you. Yeah, it was a wild night, but uh, you know, so like I think it, it, you know, things are going up. Things will go well. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, dude, it's. I mean, you, you've talked a little bit about this um, 
and I don't know how interesting it is for anyone else, but it's interesting to me. Um, you, I mean, you've had some truly viral, monstrous clips. Bangers, yeah. Yeah, and then your you know, thing was that you didn't have anywhere to put them after that, right? Yeah, I mean, um, three times in a row I made the same mistake, which was when I put, it, when I put those clips on TikTok, I had never had a video get more than a thousand views. Mm -hmm. So I was truly expecting nothing to happen. And then they got 20 million views out of nowhere. Yeah. And fucking no one had anything else to watch of me. Mm -hmm. So that one actually made me suck at stand up for a full year. Okay. That broke, it broke me completely. Cause what was happening was up to that point, my whole mentality was like, okay, it takes people usually about 10 years to get pretty good at stand up. Yeah. I was like, if I focus on doing a spot a day, no matter what, and getting on stage as much as I can, I think I can cut that process in half. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can just fucking rush. So my whole thing was just, I'm just going to write a ton, get on stage as much as fucking possible and mm -hmm. try to be a good comic two years in. Mm -hmm. And it worked mm -hmm. like two years in I, all those clips. I was fucking two years in when I filmed them and I felt really good about what I put out. But the thing was, once those went viral, dude, I realized there was nothing for these people to watch after. So they would go, Oh fuck. 20 million people saw it. They're like, what else does this kid have? Nothing. Yeah. literally nothing for them to watch except like a crowd work clip from when I was a year into stand up yeah. and a video of me and my brother surfing in the, and <laughs> it's like, so they're just going, what the fuck is this? So I went out and immediately just started rushing to try to film shit and rushing to clip shit that I wasn't happy with. Yeah. Like, you know, we were talking about just like a fucked up setup. Mm -hmm. I'm like two years in filming a, a mini YouTube special and I'm trying to find tolerable clips from that video yeah nothing so i'm out there basically just like this bit's not ready but i'm gonna go out and film it so I'll, i can put it online this bit is definitely not ready filming it so i can put it online and so i put all this mediocre shit online and then the pandemic happened and um yeah dude i basically started writing to please an algorithm which is the worst thing that you can do yeah you know so um the initial pop was great it allowed me to like headline a little bit on the road that was cool as fuck mm -hmm. but in terms of like the impact its impact on my stand-up negative definitely negative interesting um and then you think it'll end up being a net positive overall absolutely because i've got you learned a lot from that 100 percent. Right? well the second time i didn't learn at all because <laughs> I, I went on youtube i put it yeah. on youtube shorts i wasn't expecting anything to happen this got the same fucking numbers mm -hmm. same problem nothing for me to nothing for them to watch and then i put it on instagram again in in february yeah a year and a half after i taped this i'm yeah. going no one's gonna fucking or two two years after <laughs> i watched this like a million views on the first day darian's going this kid's fucking problems again he's rolling his eyes but i i can just see you looking disappointed in me every time i say anything but dude no, i i just i'm surprised that you're uh, i can't believe you, you surf mm. <laughs> Not well. I get out there. Do you surf, Darian? Uh, just the web. <laughs> Big web guy. Big web guy. I think that was somebody's roast battle joke for me. Joe looks like he surfs. The web for gay porn. <laughs> Someone did say that about you. Yeah, I forget who it was. Not me. Yeah. What was your meanest roast battle joke for me? I don't remember. Um, I, I said... I think one of the ones that worked really well was that it was so cool that Sunshine from Remember the Titans was now doing stand-up. Sunshine! <laughs> yeah. I used to get that all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we played, in a, we played in a pickup softball league one summer, and one of the other teams just started calling me Sunshine the whole game. Yeah, of course. Sunshine can't hit, and I couldn't hit. I was yeah. wicked bad at you softball, remember, dude. He, in the middle of that movie, he just kissed some other guy. For and no they reason. they didn't explain that at all. No, they kind of explained it. They, the way that they explained it is he was just like fucking with him. He was like, maybe I'm gay. I'm from California. And Wait, then, what? Yeah, but they you remember that? Remember the Titans? I've never seen Remember the Titans. Whoa. What? Whoa. Never seen Remember. Is it a, is this a, is how people feel when I say I haven't seen Goodfellas. Wait, what? <laughs> it's on Netflix, Mike. Is it really? Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like I'm going to be watching Goodfellas. You'll sit down and just right off the jump. Next week, I'm going to be giving Ever a since I can remember, I've wanted to be a gangster. For sure is yeah, a movie. Yeah, there's no, I know, Mike. There's no way he likes one of the best movies ever. He just knows it's crazy. Goes, it's I didn't like Shawshank. Eh. And everyone told me that was the best movie. I can movie. understand that. I get right, it. Cool. How yeah. many times have you seen Goodfellas? 100. 
Me too. I'm, <laughs> dude, that's wild. Because I'll throw, it's one of those ones where it's on Netflix and HBO all the time, and you'll just click it and just go, I'm just going to watch a minute of it, and it goes, it's as a, long it's as like I a, can remember, I've always wanted to be a gangster, and you go, all right, I, I'm going to be watching this whole thing. That's the Northeast in us, though. I yeah, 100%, different. dude. That one, like, The Departed, dude, The Departed turns me into a fucking asshole. Every time I watch it, it... It, it breaks me, dude. I feel like if we played the Dropkick Murphys right now, you guys would just start breaking shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, let's go Pats! You know, just out of nowhere. <laughs> Patriots do rule, though. Mac Jones looking good in preseason. Dude, fuck the Patriots forever. One of the worst feelings of my entire life, I was doing a set in Denver, and I'm getting amped up for the show, and a bunch of people have come out. A buddy of mine that I went to college with, who I haven't seen in a fucking decade, is there. I'm stoked. And I'm sitting at the bar, and I look up at the TV, and they're playing the ESPN 30 for 30 about when they invented the tuck rule for Tom Brady so they could beat the Raiders. Mm. I'm a Raiders fan because I have mental problems. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, I'm sitting there just reliving like a childhood trauma. It's just like, no, mm. <laughs> I gotta go do comedy now. <laughs> like fucking Tom Brady. Tom fucking Brady, dude. Yeah, that was one of the most ridiculous rulings. Like, ever, that shit was fucking wild. They just made shit up. They're like, he tucked it so it's not a fumble. What? That was a rule, though. No, they made up the rule then. That was the whole thing that was so crazy about that's, it, that's is that he true. tried to throw it, and then he tucked it, and then he, it got knocked out of his hand. We recovered it and would have kicked a field goal to win the fucking game, but instead they're like, incomplete pass. No, it was called the tuck rule. It was already in the rule book. That's, that's the, the controversy of the ruling is that almost never gets called. Right, I think I Darian's right. I think Darian's right. Go of- Pats, dude. Go Pats. God fucking damn it. <laughs> That's all the time we have right now. <laughs> um, it, what are we at? Uh, 50. 50? Cool. That's great. We got. Uh, Let's keep going, baby. Yeah. We, um, why, you were still talking about. So, third time you go viral is on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, and dude, the thing was. To send them to? I just have. I need to just make shit. And I'm, I've just been working on this whole new thing that I'm working on. I want to put it out, but I just got to wait to do it. And it's kind of just like doing the only stand up game is, is weird. I need yeah. to start doing something else. So. We'll figure out what it's going to be, but I mean, you'd probably be good at sketches. Yeah. I, I feel like you it. could make some sketches. Have you tried yeah, snowboarding? <laughs> I ski, dude. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, really? Yeah. I'm Are you good at it? Decent. Can you do tricks? Yeah. What kind of tricks can you do? Can do like a, I could do a 360, dude. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is spin. <laughs> you do, um, Darren, can fun. you do a ground 360, dude? Huh? Can you do a 360 off the ground? If uh, yeah, if I, as long as I stay on it and just turn around, <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good ground 360. Yeah. Mm. Uh, how long have you been skiing? Whole life, dude. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, growing up in the Northeast, that's all we do. Like on the weekends, you're just like, fuck it, we're going up. Grew up skiing at some shithole mountain. Insider trading. I thought that. Was oh my god, we do that. Did you too. grew up in that town where it was like the skiers versus the snowboarders, and the snowboarders are like urchins or whatever. What is this? About. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? Um, it's like an 80s trope. Yeah, oh, no, really? Johnny Tsunami. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Tsunami. Well, dude. dude, there's old videos of it. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. And the snowboarding actually came out like people hated it. And where people fucking just didn't want them on the mountain and stuff. There's some mountains where you're still not allowed to yeah, snowboard. There's like four or five mountain. of them. Yeah, stay off of our mountain. And then you got to race the fucking snowboard kid to the bottom. And he beats you so then they can use the mountain. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. Right? Did you ever, did you fight the snowboarders? Did you guys have rivalries? No, I've never gotten in a fight at a ski mountain, although like little ski twerps are the worst people on What her. is that? Like, dude, I don't know. There's just like park rats is what you call them. So you hit them with your poles? There'd be like a group of just like 13 year old kids who would hang out in the ski park and they're just, I don't know, little fucking little punks, dude, would yeah. always start shit. You look like you would have been that kid. But I wasn't that good. So the thing was, like, oh. those kids would fucking shred and throw crazy tricks. One of them oh, was my cousin. Nice. <laughs> and yeah. So you argue. wanted to be one of those. Yeah, but I wasn't quite sick enough, dude. Oh, I was a goofy kid. <laughs> I wasn't sick enough. <laughs> I wasn't quite sick enough. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. I wasn't, like, a, a rad kid. I was actually, like, kind of introverted and fucking didn't. Oh, you yeah. were, like, the squid from Rocket Power. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, dude, like, actually pretty much spot on. Like, I grew a foot in high school. Whoa. So that changed my personality. So you only had one foot yeah. before that? <laughs> yeah. That's good to do the same thing. Goddamn. <laughs> I channeled Darian. <laughs> you were a third foot in high school? What did you do with it? Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> we're the dumbest people alive. 
<laughs> I love podcasting oh, so much. God. It's a blast. So you, you grew 12 inches? 12 inches, dude. I went, How'd the ladies feel about that? Well, I didn't feel into it immediately. So, so it was just long and thin? Bro, yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> it was like, I, I literally was six foot two, and I think I weighed 125 pounds. Was it flappy? So it was just, it was an <laughs> How much? Like a buck 25, a buck Whoa, 30. Whoa, like a lady. Yeah, there's like a picture of me in from high school running, and my, my legs are like this big. And my asshole is this big. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So you look like Connecticut Buyers Club. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was oh. a really rough look, dude. I... I don't know. It's a uh, it a textbook late bloomer, right? Yeah. Like it was a uh, it was weird. It completely changes the way people interact with you. By the way, mm-hmm. like growing a foot. I don't know. It went from being like kind of getting yeah, picked it really on. Depends to, also on how quickly you do it. Yeah. If you grow a foot in three minutes in some <laughs> front of somebody, it really changes the way they interact. <laughs> You're with like, you. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you grew a foot during this podcast, yeah. I would definitely interact with you differently. Would that would be you. sick, dude. Yeah. Um. By the way, the girl that I went out with last night on that date, she uh-huh. is 5'10". Okay. And she was telling me, on average, uh, that, like, she'll match with guys that say they're 6'2". Uh-huh. And she said, on average, like, six over half were under 5'10". Whoa. Or, like, shorter than her. So guys on these dating apps are bumping their number up by, like, four or five inches. That's so... Which is crazy. Every now and then I get ads on Instagram mm-hmm. for these shoes that make you three inches taller. And it's just so fucking funny to me that that's like a real, it's like a push-up bra for men. Yeah. But like, how funny is that? That like, then when you get home, you take it off and you're like, hello, <laughs> it's me. You're, you're short king. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, yeah, it's one thing that you you genuinely can't fix. It's yeah. an unfixable problem. Like you're fucking stuck with it. For Dude, sure. It's interesting, though, because you yeah, can Yeah, like see, diabetes. Are you diabetic yet? No. Is it coming? <laughs> <laughs> are you diabetic yet? What about, what, about, what about you, Mike? Probably, honestly. Yeah. I got checked about a year ago when I still had health insurance, mm. and they said, surprisingly, there was no signs Did, at all. All right. Mm. I didn't want to say anything about this, but but it's kind of funny. I only know that because I got checked like a week ago. Uh-huh. I ended up in the ER in the morning for something that was going on. Oh, shit. And it was ended up being fine. ended up being totally fine. But when I went in... Uh, they did a full blood panel thing and an EKG, like just yeah. to check like everything. And I swear, I swear to God, the doctor came in and he goes, uh, "Honestly, on paper, I can't. I just, I can't even explain how healthy you are." <laughs> <laughs> There's no like pre-diabetic, no nothing no, going on, everything's, dude. Everything's cool. Everything's great. Isn't it wild with the way that they talk to you, like at doctors' offices sometimes? Well, then I thought this guy is retarded. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, because the thing is, doctor, yeah. you, you're also like a booze bag too. What the fuck, dude? Which is First like, of all, that's not true. I no. don't drink that much at all. Yeah. Oh, you're just sweaty? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you just called me a fucking booze bag, Yeah, dude. dude. So I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even drink, really. Uh, so you just, I know. Like, the other night, Darian texted me. He said, this might be a rare drinking night for me. And, I and then like, oh. I didn't drink after that. Yeah, and then he didn't drink. Mm. Oh, man. Well, fuck you too, dude. <laughs> That's so dude, sometimes when I go to the doctor's you office, like and like, I tell them, You fucking dick. <laughs> Like I've got I might actually be the most unhealthy guy here, honestly. Dude, like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, get the Joe. fuck. Where, what's, where are we at, Dan? <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> this guy's Careful, talking about being the, the most. This guy's talking about them being the most unhealthy person. No, I think I legitimately like. I, Dude, I've seen I've, you running on Sixth Street faster than cars. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? Yeah, that was my. That used to be my route. I would run yeah. by Vulcan, and then I realized yeah. that I had to stop doing it because I'd yeah. run by, and all the bouncers would just glue, you and, yeah. and Bilal would just glare at me. Yeah. Like, just fuck you guys. Yeah. Hate me for being in. No, we had. What time are you running? Why are you running at night? It's like seven p.m., dude. Like, what? Yeah, after work, do a little workout in before you go. Fucking. What? (laughs) When was the last time you worked out? I played football a couple weeks ago. No shit, like flag football, touch football. No way. Some comics. It's very fun. You should. That sounds rad. I love that shit. It was too hot, so we had to take a lot of breaks. Mm Hmm. And then the last two times that they've played, I've had shows too close to it where I wouldn't have had time to go home and shower. Uh-huh. But, dude, it was really fun. I love it. It was shit. a good time. And it was also really funny because there were a couple of times where I caught a pass mm-hmm. and then I would start running 
And I had muscle memory from when I played football when I was younger and was like an athlete. And so I would run like full steam and then I would try and juke. And it was like, oh, your body doesn't do that anymore. Like I tried to stutter step and juke Ridge Hirschberger. Yeah. And I took my right step and then it was like all my momentum oh. stopped. And then I was like, oh, I can't go fast again this way. <laughs> You're just stopped now, buddy. Yeah. You got to get going again. And yeah. then I started going, Ridge, just like, okay. <laughs> it was like, Acceleration. Yeah, dude, there was just yeah. none. No acceleration going on. No. I mean, dude, that's one of the things I had a, that same realization the other day where I was just like, I was just thinking about it. It just got in my head. I was like, when was the last time you sprinted? Not like mm. ran. When was the last time you worked out? Like sprinted, dude. Mm-hmm. Have you, sp- I, I don't know how to, I, I just haven't done it. In fact, I raced I no- Eli not that long ago. You did? After a sunset show. Mm, who won? Uh, Eli by the hair of his chinny chin chin. Really? It's in- so Eli's an He's interesting- jacked. So in- Eli's an interesting character because he grew up uh, much like you. He was like very skinny and mm-hmm. then he got tall and then was lanky. And then he didn't get into working out until he was in college. Mm-hmm. And then he took a bunch of supplements and stuff and got like huge. Built. But the thing is, Eli got built in the gym. So he doesn't have any athletic Oh, he's super uncoordinated. Yeah, he's like Yeah, there's there's some guys in the gym that are just like jacked and they're just goofy though. They're like you ever see him try to like throw a football or basketball? Well, so like when we ran, we're racing and I have races. I grew up as an athlete and he fucking (laughs) runs on his heels and he looks like he's like it's wild, dude. He looks like a meerkat or something, the way he runs. (laughs) And like dude, the first when he first got into uh, like sparring and boxing and stuff. We would put on gloves and spar. Like, he was staying in an Airbnb for a while when he lived here. And I remember we were in the backyard. Wait, what do you mean when he lived here? Did he leave? No, when he first moved here. Okay. Before he got his house. But uh, we were going, and I'd tag him a bunch. And it was just like, he had great cardio, but his instincts were just not there. And then he started training, and now he'd fucking destroy me. But it's so funny to see, like, now that he's good at fighting. So he's good at fighting stuff. Better at fighting stuff. He's better mm-hmm. than the average human by so much. Doesn't no, he's matter. good. It, 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 he's like got technique down, but yeah, he has no like natural jiu-jitsu. ability. Yeah, and so like mm. you would still like if you're like, do you want to throw a football around with this tall jacked guy? He's like, that's fucking bizarre. <laughs> it's crazy. Those jujitsu guys are kind of fucking wild though. That's one skill that I wish I learned because it, it is kind of intimidating knowing that like if you just scrap somebody in a bar fight, just some random dude might just be able to just fuck you up on the ground. Yeah, yeah, like literally just get you down. Did you guys watch that Usman fight when he got yeah. kicked in the head? Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Did you watch fucking Demetrius Johnson land that fucking knee in oh, Mighty on. Mouse? Yeah. The one fight? sick. Who, what, I forget the name of the guy he was fighting, but... He kneed him in the ground the, the fight before, so it was a little revenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, I didn't have any background for it. My favorite thing about uh, fights is on Reddit, on the mm-hmm. MMA subreddit. Mm-hmm. On the day of a big fight, they just have all of the highlights. So I don't have to sit there and watch the whole thing. I can just watch all the knockouts and like eight angles in HD. It's fucking great. But dude, he he clocks him with a left and then he starts falling back. And as he's falling into the cage, he just times it perfectly and jumps a knee into his fucking dome. <laughs> that is just out. Unconscious. I love it. I mean, dude, the other one, what was that dude that got his mouth split open and he was bleeding into the guy's face? Oh, uh, Luke Rockhold. That was some of the sickest shit I've ever seen, dude. That's pretty cool. Did you hear the story about this guy? No. This guy got his leg snapped in a fight. Literally, oh. they snapped his leg and he still wouldn't tap. And they had to call the fight after it. And he's such a hard-headed fuck that he, like, fucked himself up so bad that he hadn't fought in three years. Whoa. So, like, the last time he fought, he was 29. Now he's 32. He was a yeah. literal Abercrombie model, though. That's so funny. Wasn't he on Ultimate Fighter he with was. Michael Bisping? Yeah. Didn't they uh, have like he had beef with Bisping, but uh I feel like Rockhold, right? I feel like they yeah. had competing houses in that fucking in a season of that show. He was a strike force guy, but yeah, he might have been I, I don't know. There's so many seasons of fucking yeah. Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. They all blend cool together because they wear the same jerseys. Yeah. That was a cool show though. Dude, this, this guy is just a fucking animal. I mean, he he dude, so he split his he was getting his ass kicked by this guy. The other guy was like a really unlikable steroided Brazilian guy, right? What's his fucking name? Costa. Yeah, and dude, this guy came in and like was beating his ass, but he just wouldn't take it. Like he literally got him to the ground, and the other guy was just fucking dripping the blood into his mouth. It was That's so cool, insane, dude. They're both dickheads. <laughs> really? Yeah. You people, don't like Luke Rockhold? People don't like Luke Rockhold at all. I've heard I think, he's I think he turned everybody on that fight for like forty-eight hours. Really? Yeah. And what? then they go back to hating him. Yes. You know who I fucking love is Sugar Sean. That dude fucking rules. Who's that? 
uh, I don't know his real last name, but Sean Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, that's right. He's he like does like riffraff and shit. Yeah, he has bunches of cool tattoos. He has crazy colorful hair. He always gets it done like braided and crazy cool for the fights. Mm-hmm. And then he shows a bunch of training videos where he's just taking like bong rips and then shadow boxing. <laughs> and he's just like a sick fucking dude. That's awesome. And uh, Galen Nash, my mm-hmm. buddy, was performing in Arizona, and and the night of his fight where he got the DQ from the eye poke. He was just at the fucking, like, maybe it was the next night, but he was at the fucking comedy show. He was, like, watching, and so, like, someone took a picture in the crowd, and you see pink braids, and it was like, that's him. No and shit. Then, yeah, and they went and talked afterwards. It's like, man, that's fucking, what a cool dude. That's he's, sick. He's just, like, a, you know, prime night UFC fighter, badass dude, smoking weed. Are there any UFC guys that live in Austin that are just around here? <sighs> I'd probably. Guys that pop in and out. Uh, like, Cheeto Vera doesn't live here, but he comes to Austin pretty I'm surprised with Rogan living down here. There's not more guys that are just like coming down here, just deciding to move down here and train and shit. Well, I mean, I bet 10th Planet's number have been incredible. Yeah, Mm. they pop into 10th Planet here and there. Have you been over there? No. I want to go. I want to try it out. It's just like the one thing. It's very fun. I I did it for a little bit in high school. 10th Planet's here in Austin? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they have one here. They have one here? They're a chain, so they have have them all over. I got you, I got you. I belong to it technically. Yeah? I go maybe like. I try to go twice a week, but that doesn't happen. Yeah. Really? It's hard. I go to wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Jiu-jitsu, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Do they, it's like, fun coach learning. you, or do you, just, do you just go in and spar with people? Oh, we have coaches and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, jiu-jitsu, I just don't even know where to start, because, like, when you try to go, there's so many fucking people that go. Mm-hmm. It's, like, 70 to 80 people that just roll on the mat, and just, you really yeah. have no room. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. But wrestling's a little bit more intimate. It's, like, 10 to 12 people. Okay. What's the business model? Like, you pay to be a member, or like... Yeah, it's like 180 bucks a month. Oh, wow. And then you can go to so many classes. If you unlimited, pay more, you can yeah. pay... You can go that's to unlimited? More. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. dude, I, that is one skill that I just wish I had. Because I, I will... get it. You I will buy get, that skill. Dude, I would... I will get in, like, the occasional scrap and just get fucking annihilated. Why like, do you keep I, getting in scraps, then? Occasion, it's occasional. Occasional. But, like, dude, like... I don't know if somebody if somebody like yeah, pushes me or something like a hothead guy you can't really trust you you know what I mean alcoholic <laughs> Darren's getting you back for calling him a booze bag yeah what the fuck was that about? <laughs> dude I mean I didn't know I thought you were just I thought you were sweaty because you're drunk but right. yeah dude whatever dude I don't know no Eli became like a machine within less than two years yeah. really but he so. goes constantly yeah he's he goes just every day there. yeah but he doesn't have a like a daily job yeah. Yeah, oh, really? He's just doing the cricket thing all day? Yeah, yeah so he does crickets and, and fighting. That's so sick. Yeah, dude. he's got a good life. And rapping had... sometimes. Yeah, he's rapping, crickets, Lowballer. Yeah. That was the... Dude, I didn't know who he was before... I saw him rap before I ever met him. Oh, that's great. At the... Op- at the that's uh, a very fun first impression of Eli. I was like, who the fuck is this? Because it was karaoke night, and they were like, we got a local rapper. And so it just goes... <laughs> like, oh, Austin. The, just, the rap community is probably strong. <laughs> everyone was just like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Yeah, and he wears crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Everyone was baffled. Yeah. That's... I mean, that's... He's, he's a baffling guy. It's interesting, though, because some of his raps are very good, and then some of them, I don't understand what happened. Like, sometimes mm. I'm like, man, he gets it. He's good at, at things. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then other times it's like... I, he what? just bombs. Yeah, but, I yeah. mean, it's, he gets in his head a lot, too. I've seen him bomb and crush. Yeah. Yeah. There's one where it was like, uh, it was a freestyle. Yeah. And he just, just didn't have it that day. Yeah, and he, the latchkey turned on him. Yeah, <laughs> and it was, don't do that. It was tough. It, dude, I love cutthroat karaoke so much. I love one of the greatest events. Get so amped up to sing and then get cut off. Mm. Feels so good. Yeah. All right, so you got a show next Thursday. Oh, you got a show. I'm headlining East Austin Comedy Club on Saturday next Sick. Saturday. So that's awesome. my first headlining gig in Austin. Awesome. And then I got the Cloak Room on the eighth. Perfect. So uh, pull up. We'd love to see you there. We're gonna have Mike back on. It'll be great. So uh, Cloak Room was very fun. Yeah, it's it's a nice little room, teeny, 30, 30 seats, always sells out to so get your tickets, pull up, we'd love to see it, and uh, yeah, that's it, hell yeah, dude. Awesome, well, thanks for getting social on Highly Social, I yeah, appreciate dude. you very much. Appreciate you, brother, yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week.